Now on the Boise Dev Podcast, Meridian Mayor Robert Simison. It's the place businesses want to locate. That way they can get their employees coming from either direction uh, to come here. And the accessibility that we have, our, our blessing and our curse is, is our transportation. Mayor Simison is chatting with us about the rapid development in Meridian and all the growing pains that come with it. Our deep dive conversation is next. This is the Boise Dev Podcast. Here's your host, Gretchen Parsons. Thank you, Mayor Simison, so much for joining us and welcome to the Boise Dev Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to be here. It's one of the first times I've ever done a podcast, so looking forward to it. Well, happy to have you. Um, Well, what I want to talk to you about is growth. Obviously, you know, the city of Meridian has been growing like crazy and it seems kind of as when you when you stepped into the role of mayor is when things really started to take off in terms of growth. Um, talk, talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, I, I actually think that Meridian has been pretty steady in our growth over the years. Um, if you go back and you look at historically the amount of uh, residential growth that we were doing back prior to the Great Recession, we were doing a lot more growth than we are currently seeing. So we've been fairly consistent and fairly steady in terms of our residential growth. Maybe what most people are seeing, though, is maybe an uptick in the commercial growth, uh, especially in some of our more visible areas there along 10 Mile. But we we definitely, you know, we've been we've been steady in our growth, but it's been focused. I think it's been relevant to the community for how they want to grow. And when you say focused, are you referring to these kind of like priority growth areas? Yeah, I, I think that that's what I'm referring to. You know, the, the growth priority areas were really just a recognition of where the community was already growing. You know, what, what we were seeing when we look back at the trends about where people were pulling permits and where they were building, it really identified the northwest and the southeast um, parts of our community for the residential. And we, we, mm-hmm. we were seeing, you know, the little bit of that, that focus in around 10 miles, especially for uh, a concentrated effort for our commercial activity. Um, but what we did with the growth priority areas, we, we really said, well, if that's where the development community is making investments, we should be joining along with them in that. And not just us, but we need to be talking to our partners at the schools, at, at ACHD, at the library districts about let's all make smart investments in these areas together rather than all of us going and trying to make investments in different parts of the community. But yeah, it, it was the city's uh, reaction to seeing what the development community was and just trying to put it into perspective for all of us to help understand this is where we need to be making our investments locally. And so maybe you could uh, reiterate what were those uh, growing areas in terms of like, uh, you know, different parts of Meridian that are kind of really seeing, I guess, I don't know if faster growth would be the right term, but more growth maybe? Yeah, I think it's where the growth is, is occurring at a higher rate right now. And that's really up in the Northwest part of our community. Um, you, can, you can take it from Linder Village, you know, heading head a little bit further west out to along Black Cat. Uh, in those areas, you know, maybe, maybe that McMillan up through U Stick Corridor, kind of, kind of that's where we've kind of been seeing that that residential housing. And then in mm-hmm. the south uh, east, it's really been you know kind of down Eagle Road is where we've kind of been seeing stuff in Central Hill Farms, uh, kind of going up into the Sky Mesa area down below in that 
in those parts of the community, that's really where we've seen a, a lot of the housing development, both in, in terms of permits that have been pulled, but also applications. You know, we've seen a lot more applications mm-hmm. kind of going a little bit further south uh, in, in that area, a little bit uh, around Lake Hazel and Amity that we've been seeing those um, future development applications are down by Discovery Park where the city has a, a large part going in in those areas. And then, as I mentioned before, you know, the commercial was really in the in the 10 mile and Franklin area where we saw the work going on at 10 mile crossing. But we also have seen stuff uh, infill in downtown um, and at Eagle View Landing that that piece of property has seen development over the last uh, couple of years. And in addition to, you know, um, uh, subdivisions, apartment complex. Um, what about as far as like restaurants and things to do? There's definitely a lot of that stuff on Eagle Road, but do you feel like there is a, enough of that to support all these um, houses and subdivisions? Is, is more coming or talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, commercial follows rooftops. You know, that, that, that's, that's been what happened. I, I think you can look at other cities, uh, smaller cities that maybe are experiencing that residential growth right now and they want the commercial, but the, until you get that density around those areas, the commercial typically doesn't follow. But we have seen significant uh, changes in our community over the last half dozen years and what's coming forward in, in the, in the areas regarding restaurants and in, in the supermarkets. You know, we mm-hmm. we obviously saw the Albertsons come on the the one right there at the marketplace that mm-hmm. was a, a huge addition to our community uh, about two years ago. Um, and then you look at the other ones that are out there that are are being proposed or coming forward. Uh, you know, with the new Winco up north with Costco, uh, we have mm-hmm. another Albertsons down in Southeast Meridian there at uh, on Eagle Road and. Uh, Locust Grove. So those are the types of things that we are seeing that they are following where, where people are moving to. They are quite frankly in those growth priority areas. That's what we Mm -hmm. kind of talked about. You know, people are moving there. Those we're going to follow restaurants. It's the same thing. I mean, quite frankly, I, I think that all you got to do is kind of look and see when people talk about, you know, new entrants into the market, new restaurants, Mm-hmm. Uh, Meridian is on is on their list. They they are they are finding our community to locate, and we're seeing a, a wide variety. Where there there's some national chains, I know that the community is really hoping are going to come to Meridian, um, mm-hmm. and then we see stuff like Land Ocean. You know, a, a new uh, smaller thing that's moving into the market that's bringing that variety. So Meridian is definitely seeing its investments with with those as well as other services that the community needs. It's not just limited to supermarkets. We've seen a a large amount of financial financial institutions come in. So they're putting those services closer to where people live, you know, your, your personal services, you know, whether it's haircuts, uh, getting your dry cleaning, they're, they're expanding throughout the community to be closer to where people are. And this kind of goes along with what you're just talking about. As far as um, downtown, uh, I live pretty close and there's definitely some projects that are going on there. Um, talk about maybe some some projects that are occurring downtown and what, what your vision is uh, for downtown Meridian, if, if it's different than what it is now. Yeah, I, I think let's let's talk about the vision first and we can go into a little things. But, you know, I've envisioned a little bit more vertical downtown. Um, you, you know, we don't have a big downtown. 
It, it is fairly limited in, in space and size. So making sure that we, we get a little bit more vertical uh, vertical structures that can provide that mixed use feel. Because that, that's mm-hmm. really what we've talked about when we talk about destination downtown. You, you have that live work that you want to have. Well, it's really hard to do that in a one-story building. You know, so yes. we, we did put in some parameters around a minimum height, three restrictions for you know, anything other than a single family commercial or single family residential, you know, we, cause that's what we, 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 we want to have that to have that energy in downtown. You, you have to have those live work play elements that can happen from a mixed use development. And that's what we're seeing occurring downtown uh, with, with projects, which, you know, people have probably seen the work going right across the street from city hall, where we've had projects that have been completed as well as the, the ones that have been underway for a while, recently started, and others, whether it's the Keller and Associates building, which brought, you know, jobs into the downtown, just you know, right across from City Hall on the south side of the tracks, you know, that that's bringing the, that business side of stuff. And we hope we'll see a little bit more of that restaurant or something else over on, on that side as that area continues to develop over time. And then across from City Hall, we got the uh, Old Town Lost project, which, which has mm-hmm. both the residential and but this that first floor uh, commercial space that we expect we'll see again some of those restaurants uh, nightlife activities that will be supported by the people that live in those buildings, or you know the one that's uh, really been taking off you know straight across from City Hall, um, and they have that's going to bring a lot more residential units, but they're also looking to put a, a fair amount of commercial space on that, which again is going to be bring the jobs. It's also going to have services in, in that mm-hmm. space. Um, and then the city is working. We, we, we did an RFP for another project. We're still working out the details to make sure that one moves forward. But just in these couple projects right here, I think, I think we're seeing uh, about 450 to 500 apartments that will be in our downtown that will be wow. supporting the commercial um, and retail in that area that people want to see in, in our downtown. Totally. I feel like, um, with, yeah, more, once those are finished with more people living downtown, it'll definitely, and like you said, you know, restaurants follow and that type of stuff. Um, obviously with growth comes more, uh, cars on the road, traffic, um, talk about traffic in Meridian recently. Do you feel that it's been increasing? Um, is that a concern that's brought up at, uh, city council meetings? Talk about that. Well, you know, road, road improvements typically follow development. You know, in, in Idaho, they rarely come before it. Yes. So, and that's how, how they're funded in our state. You know, most of the roads here in Nada County are funded through impact fees. So, you know, sometimes we have to go through a little bit of the challenge of roads that we want to see improved. It's until ACHD generates the dollars before they can do it. But, you know, from our perspective, that means that we just have to be more focused on working with our partners in order to help alleviate those issues and those concerns. Whether it's uh, the city putting up two and a half million dollars to help get the design for a window road overpass moving forward to, you know, help eliminate the barrier that exists with the interstate there, whether it's working with our uh, development partners either on a star agreement, such as what was done for Eagle Road in the village, how they uh, helped build that third lane on Eagle Road heading south and they're going to, or heading north and they're going to do another one heading south. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you're seeing some work, the prep work out on Eagle Road right now on the shoulder, preparing for that next phase to occur. 
Chindon was done in that very way, whereas actually the Costco and the Linder Village projects that that entered into those agreements to help get the road work done on 10 Mile in that northern part along Chindon. So development, while there are concerns about traffic with development, it also has helped solve several of the issues that we have seen before development was even there, before the projects that they talked about were Mm -hmm. there or um, before the issues may even exist. Paramount is a great example. Early on in Paramount's development, uh, Brighton Corporation went in and improved the intersections in that area in anticipation, uh, Mm -hmm. well before the need was there, but knowing that it was going to be coming. So, yes, traffic is, is a big issue for our residents, but that's why we put a lot of focus on issues regarding traffic. It's why we work closely with the development community to help address traffic. It's why we we try to work with ACHD and ITD to find partnerships. And sometimes, yeah, maybe we push just a little bit on them to to help get those road improvements done. But it's an important part of what we need to do as a community to alleviate. uh, One of the biggest concerns that we have is the center of the Treasure Valley, because we don't just deal with the traffic we generate you know, whether it's on the interstate and people want to get in the interstate, well, there's all the traffic coming, you know, from Canyon County into into this area, or it's coming south, or sorry, south or north from Eagle or Cuna. You choose whichever direction you want to come, and they're funneling up to the interstate along Eagle Road around uh, State Highway 69. You know, we understand traffic is going to be occur in Meridian, whether we generate mm-hmm. it, someone else generates it, so we have to maintain main, our focus on that issue and make it a priority in all of our development conversations. Now, what about, maybe you could help explain this because I've, I've heard people say, why did they just approve another subdivision or something? This is going to have, um, just going to bring more traffic. And can, can city council or the, the different city, um, you know, committees and commissions, can they approve or deny a project based on anticipated traffic? How does that, I guess, how does that concern factor in when, wh- whether to approve or deny, you know, a, a neighborhood subdivision, apartment complex, that type of thing? Well, I mean, it's, it really kind of depends, you know, that, that, that's a, a, every, every application is judged upon its own, its own merits to begin with. And every situation is going to be unique based upon the information which is provided. Um, how, how big of an application are we talking about? Is it a five acre one that doesn't require traffic impact study? Is it a larger one that requires a traffic impact study? Um, and is it an annexation or has it already been annexed? And all those factors uh, come into play when you're looking at these type of app and an, at an application about what information you may have at your fingertips to help you make an informed decision. On top of that, every council member may have a different threshold about the value that they place on certain types of information when making their decisions. You know, what, what is the current service level of a road or what might it be uh, from that standpoint? But if we know another road uh, is going to come on board, the ACHG is planning on building the that wasn't necessarily part of the application, but it's going to come on board shortly thereafter. Well, that might change that viewpoint. So sure. it, it's a very 
unique and fascinating process when you kind of get into it. And, but it does start with judging each one based upon their own merits. Um, I, I think that's an important thing. And traffic is definitely uh, an important part of that. But it, it also, as I mentioned before, ACHD has a five-year plan where they, they use the funding that they get from development to help fund road improvements. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some of that that comes into play as well. What is their plan? When, when do they see those things coming on uh, to help, help with that process? Okay. Um, and switching gears a little bit, what about concerns? Have, um, have there been concerns about overcrowding in schools at all from the growth? Is that, is that a problem? Is it a concern? Does that come up? Well, I, I think that everyone is concerned about schools and the impacts that growth has on those schools. Um, you know, I think it's important as a city that we, we, we look and follow the information that we get from the school district about what they're saying about the, the schools. You know, they, they, they transmit mm-hmm. information to us in the development applications, which showcase, you know, the, the specific schools that maybe this uh, area impacts. But we also have to remember they have a lot of levers that they can pull either now or in the future as it pertains to it, uh, lessening the impact the development may have in an area, whether it's readjusting the school boundaries, whether it's mm-hmm. busing, whether it's uh, looking at portable options. You know, they, they, you know, or bonds to build new schools in the future. They, they have several, several tools they can look at. So we just need to make sure that when we, it's important that we listen to the community and hear what they say and understand and mm-hmm. put it in perspective in the conversations that we have. One of the things I know we're, we're looking at doing is twice a year, uh, having the school district come and give us an overall update on the school district at large. Because it's kind of like the when we do an application, we're really looking at the school at this much of what's going on in the school district. I know you, your your audience can't see that, but it's a small small circle about the impact that that development is going to have. Not necessarily the system wide impact, you know. Because if you look at the school district as a as a large organism in and of itself, and sometimes when we're talking about development application, we may be talking just about like say you know our knee on our body and the impacts that this is going to have on our knee. Well, you know, as a body, when something happens, we help compensate in other ways. And it's important to know where our overall health of, of the district is. So look at that. Mm-hmm. So if we get those updates from the district twice a year, hopefully it will help us put in perspective and know where the pinch points are in their process or, or where their challenge points are. But it was the overall health of the district when we're helping make decisions. Cool. And you said that's something uh, new that you guys, that the city's looking at doing this year. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we've been having those conversations about having them come once after the school start year starts. Once the school district kind of gets their enrollment numbers uh, for that year, and it, you know, it kind of takes a few weeks to get things kind of sorted out between who's where, people moving in, maybe before and after the day, and then doing that again uh, sometime in the springtime, looking about six months, see what, was the, what changes occurred over those last six months to kind of help us make those decisions as we work through, you know, the summer process of looking at development applications that come, come forward. Sure. Okay. Um, what would you say the top concerns are uh, from residents that you, that you mostly hear? Are, are you talking uh, about growth? I would or, say uh, um, mainly growth, but I guess maybe if there's, um, I'm, I'm sure there's other concerns too, maybe. Um, I, I guess I was thinking growth, but yeah. Um, Top concerns, growth, and non-growth. Okay. 
Well, to be fair, because I, I think we got to be fair and balanced, right? We're not Fox News, sure. but we're going to be fair and balanced. But we hear the positive aspects of growth about growth as well. You know, we hear about the jobs and businesses that growth brings to an area. We hear about the retail commercial additions that we talked about of a wide variety. We hear about the road improvements. I haven't heard had anyone reach out to me and say, wow, we're really upset about those road improvements that happened on Chandon and 10 Mile uh, with the opening of Costco uh, from that standpoint. So, you know, there, there, there are positives that we hear. You know, I think that for the most part, you, when you're really, when you're hearing from residents, where it's about growth or anything else, it's about how, how is what's occurring around them going to impact them? Is mm-hmm. it going to impact our ability as a city to deliver the services to them that they expect? You know, and, and most, I don't know how much people will t- consider whether or not we do the roads or we do the schools, but ultimately that's really what it comes down to is, how does how do the things that occur in our community impact their ability to live in Meridian and us to meet our goal to be a premier community in which to live, work and raise our family? And mm-hmm. if we take them one at a time and, and try to address those concerns and, and help them answer, I, I think that goes a long way. And sometimes, you know, there's not much you can do when someone says, well, I'm going to I'm going to lose my view from that standpoint, from from that development or you know, my, my kids are going to potentially have to go to a different school. Those are hard things for people to, to hear. But if we hear and we talk sure. and we show to them what we are trying to do to address their concerns, whether it's meeting with the school district on a regular basis, whether it's investing our own dollars in road improvements, um, whether it's, you know, advancing a fire station by two years to help provide, you know, are the city, the services that we provide, you know, parks, police and fire, us making our investments in those resources actually goes a lot further than you would realize about some of the concerns that people have because they want to they want to have the community that when they decide to move here, that they thought that mm-hmm. they were getting. And that's yeah. why we stay focused on the things that we can control and work with our partners on the things that we hope that they can help us provide to our residents. Um, and speaking of, you know, providing uh, services to residents and improvements, I know there's been... Um, you know, an effort to add more to public transportation in Meridian. Um, talk about, uh, is it the, the pine harvest route? I believe that's the one that's added, or you guys are going to add it. Um, talk about, yeah, the efforts to improve public transportation in Meridian. Okay. Yeah. And public transportation is tricky. And I'm sure as you know, and hopefully those listening to the podcast know that, uh, you know, there's really no funding mechanism in the state of Idaho mm-hmm. for public transportation. We're, we're one of either one or two states in the nation that don't provide that. So when we invest in public transportation, it's competing with dollars for police, for fire, for parks, mm-hmm. those core services that, that we provide. And so for us, it, it's a measured approach towards public transportation. We have to make sure the investments that we are making actually provide benefits to the community. Um in a lot of ways. So we, we've traditionally have been involved in, you know, the, the commuter routes uh, that have occurred that go from Canyon County into in Boise. And we've had the harvest transit, which is kind of our, you know, yes. it, it, our bus rides that are coordinated within the city. But the one that the, the route that you're talking about is really our, our first inner city bus route. Um, you know, we tried doing a, a bus route several years ago in Meridian. It was called the fun bus and it, it didn't have a lot of success. And I think that it's because we've learned from those type of things. We want to make sure that when we invest significant dollars in public transportation, that there's a, a desire for its use 
and then we see a, a return on that investment for for ridership. So we've been delaying uh, that starting. You know, COVID obviously has changed how people's how people move about and their desire to use public transportation. But we do have the money in the budget uh, to be able to put that. Uh, route to use, which will get people from 10 mile through downtown um, and to the village. And we're trying to really go along those, those areas. People talk about uh, multifamily apartments and you need to have enough density to make things like transit work. And mm-hmm. if you, and the, if you see that route, that, that route is going along areas where we are either currently seeing a lot of multifamilies been built out of 10 mile between the 10 mile crossing and also on the North part of Franklin. I mentioned that we have the 500 uh, units coming on in downtown for apartments around the village. We, we obviously have a fair amount of multifamily in the village. So we're, we're connecting multifamily locations to employment centers to retail centers, and we're hopeful that that there will be use of this, and it will help, you know, get people where they where they need to go without necessarily having to get in their car to do that. Sure. Okay. Um, and talk about we're going to switch topics again. Um, since being elected, what are some of uh, the biggest challenges you faced while in office? Well, we'll, we'll just uh, leave COVID off to the side. Yeah, that's kind of the obvious one. <laughs> um, but you know, but honestly, with COVID, I, I was blessed with a great team when I took took over, and I was really able to turn to them and help them navigate through where we felt we needed to be as a community. So yeah, I know that that's been tough on a lot of people, on our businesses, on our healthcare system, on our educators, on our residents. And I, I think you know, while COVID itself, how do you manage a pandemic or or, or not uh, as a mayor? But I, I think that's really it, it's the ability to engage with the residents and talk about it so they understand either where you're coming from or where they can have their input and, and whatnot. And, and so that's obviously a, a challenge. But I think it's, it's important to recognize um, the, what it, the challenge has had in our community for for many people. The funny thing is, and I, I say that is because I, I expected tra- traffic and transportation to be the largest issue uh, when I was elected. Because of the pandemic, it actually has changed, I think, in a lot of ways, what we were seeing, the traffic patterns, fewer people on the roadways. Uh, it has not generated the type of engagement from the community that I expected that we would see. But I think the you know, while as we're growing as a community, we know it's going to come back in some fashion at some point in time. And so we're still staying focused on making sure we can do what we can to address traffic and transportation doesn't mean there's not concerns, but they're just different concerns than, than we had heard in the past. But, you know, when you have things like Chendon that have uh, more or less been opened up, it still has that little stretch that needs to be fixed. But that's one of those areas that uh, you thought was going to be there, but it hasn't been as much of a, of a focus from that standpoint. Okay. Um, we're just about out of time. So lastly, I want to ask you, um, why do you think Meridian is a desirable place to live? Why is it attracting, um, you know, all, all this growth, this business, businesses, people, everything. Talk about that. Well, um, I, I think it comes down to several things. I mean, Tammy always talked about our people. I, I think that our, here in this community, 
it's, it's been a cycle, a life cycle of people attract being attracted to what the community has to offer. And it really probably started with our school system, you know, the school system, the newness of the community. Um, but you can look at now that we are the center of the, of the treasure Valley. And while we see the population center moving more towards the West, you know, it's the place businesses want to locate that way they can get their employees coming from either direction uh, to come here. And the accessibility that we have, our, our blessing and our curse is, is our transportation, you know, between the interstate, Chendon, Eagle Road, Highway mm-hmm. 69, they all kind of come around and wrap around Meridian in a lot of ways, which means everything kind of comes through us. And, and that, like I say, that, that is really attractive. You, you talk about the rail line. People are really interested in what the rail line means to their businesses. And we hope to someday make that mean more for the community in terms of uh, transit along the rail line, whatever that looks, looks like in a future form. Um, family entertainment. I really think that Meridian has done a great job of being focused on our families. And that includes the type of things that people come to Meridian to do or move mm-hmm. here. And I mean, the, the Roaring Springs Wahoos is, is like really the uh, center of what's most visible, but you could place like jump time, like vertical view, the village, the speedway mm-hmm. has, has a long tradition of, of that fun family entertainment and soon we're going to see top golf and and shills which again bring a different type of family entertainment dynamic to our community and then we've stayed focused on providing the quality services i I think our public safety is second to no one Uh, we're a safe community and that's what really attracts people here you feel like you can walk around your subdivision at night with, with no challenges our pathway networks are expanding, which makes it easier to get from place to place throughout the community. And people know that we're committed to try to solve the challenges we're facing. You know, we in the areas of transportation and the areas of education, we're out there working hard to try to get those issues. Um, you can never solve them, but get those issues addressed to the best of our ability here in the community. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Uh, Happy to do it again anytime.